Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for tuning in to episode 63 of Crunch Time with the N3260. I'm going to be your host for today's episode. I am Tanner Dizzlin, and I'm joined, as always, by my companion, by duo, Sam Gatsi. Sam, how are we doing today? Man, I am doing great, Tanner, uh, as we're going to get into a little later. October baseball is coming up. Football season is on the horizon, and F1 is making its return this weekend. So we're finally getting over that long hump of the offseason woes, but I'm sure excited. I mean, I think every sports fan out there deserves a round of applause because we have officially made it to where there is not a single weekend until February without meaningful football. We officially have the start of the college football season next weekend. And then from there on, continuous football through the Super Bowl in February. So we made it. We're here. The lull of summer is over. And we are ready to get back into the the full swing of things. October baseball also on the horizon. A perfect time to be excited as a sports fan. So. With all of that, let's get right into episode 63. We're going to start, as we always do, with winners and losers. Sam, tell us, man, who is our winner? I mean, I kind of already said, I mean, there's a bunch of winners, uh, sports fans, because college football actually returns this weekend, Tanner. Uh, we got week zero matchups uh, this weekend. So that's an L for you. Hold it up. Um, I said all that matters is football is back. See, but... that's we we officially made it because football is here this weekend, <laughs> not next weekend. <laughs> but uh, as for our official winner, um, we're gonna highlight the impressive preseason run. Now, obviously, preseason uh, is basically a glorified practice, but the Baltimore Ravens has set have set a NFL record, winning 22 straight preseason games. They have won both of their preseason games this year with their victory over the Tennessee Titans and then over the Arizona Cardinals. Before this preseason, the Ravens won their last 20. Their last defeat came in the 2015 preseason when they lost to the Atlantic Falcons Atlanta Falcons in the final week, 20 to 19. So a very impressive run by the Baltimore Ravens, given it's only preseason, but very impressive. I feel like that is, that is just one of the most bizarre stats and winning streaks. 22 straight preseason. Like you said, yeah. how far do you got to go back to say 2013? 2015. 2015. 2015 to find the last time this team lost in in, in the preseason. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, we're worth a, a a winning designation in this episode. Very very bizarre, but kind of cool. I mean, obviously, like you said, it doesn't mean a ton, but hey, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, our loser for the episode. Big news today coming out of the Barclays Center. Kevin Durant, after conversations with 
Steve Nash and the Nets front office. He has decided to stay in Brooklyn, and he is going to be our loser for the episode because what a ridiculous whirlwind that really just proves our, our thought process on KD. I mean, he hates it there. He doesn't want to be there. I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. I will rather retire than play another game for the Brooklyn Nets next week. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Let's run it back. I mean, <laughs> what is this guy? Does this guy have any sort of rational thinking in his brain? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Then Patrick Beverly took to Twitter, said something about the amount of people whose you know, lives are on pause now because you know, things have kind of stalled waiting for this KD news yeah. to let the offseason continue, let other things continue. And KD quote tweeted it saying, blame KD. Started a little bit of beef there. It's like, just relax, man. Stop being so emotional about everything. It's it's ridiculous. Kind of the last month with this guy, more than a month, actually. But the good news is it's finally over. But, I mean, what he, he just looks even worse now that he raised this big stink. He didn't want to be there. He can't be there. He wants to play anywhere else. And now he's just going back. Like, what on earth is happening? KD, you never cease to amaze us. You are the loser. There's nothing but drama. And, yeah, it's just, it just seems like he's persuaded by the last person he talks to. So, yeah. very, very frustrating to, to be an NBA fan and watch what's going on with KD. So, he's our loser for the episode. And deservingly so. I mean... Even if he got trade, I still think he would have been a loser because his teams, if I remember correctly, the teams he wanted to go to were the Suns, the Heat, the Celtics, and one other contender, I think. So uh, either way. Yeah. Uh, either so, way. So, oh, 76ers. Can- 76. <laughs> so for those of you counting back home, that's the Heat and Suns, the respective number one seeds in the East and West last year. The Celtics, who won the East, and the 76ers, who have James Harden and Joel Embiid. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, the most on-brand thing possible. <laughs> it, it so is. And it, it, so over it, really. He's, he's really playing into the cupcake, uh, cupcake uh, thing. But, yeah, this... I mean, we called it last night. Me and Tanner were talking, and we're like, "What if the- he just stays?" And this morning, we get a text or a notification from Woj, and of course, Katie stays. But yeah, Katie is definitely a loser. We're gonna move on though to some baseball talking. Of course, you know where we're heading. We are heading on the diamond with Dizlin Tanner. Regular season's kind of coming to coming to a close. Give me a snapshot of how we're looking as we close in on that famous October baseball. Yeah, man, things are really starting to heat up in the MLB. Take when we take a trip around the majors. A lot of some of the teams that we mentioned that kind of had a handle on things in the division: Houston, the Yankees. Um, over in the National League, the Dodgers. I mean, just absolute dominance there. So I'm not really going to touch on that those divisions much. A little bit in the NL East, considering the Yankees have been playing awful baseball. A little bit more on that to come. 
But the other divisions are where it's going to get a little bit spicy. I mean, in in the AL Central, just what an absolutely awful division. Um, you have multiple teams that are are, are fighting for mediocrity, basically. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland is eight games over five hundred and first. Minnesota six games slightly behind the White Sox. Talk about how big of a disappointment they've been. They're only three games out of of the lead in that division. And then Kansas City and Detroit are two of the worst teams in the MLB. Mm-hmm. So not a lot going on in the Central. It might be a could be an interesting race because it's close, but none <laughs> of those teams really will uh, will be doing anything come October. Um, moving on a little bit more than NL Central, we have a red hot team in the NL Central taking control of that division. That is one I will touch on later. Milwaukee in second. Um, they they lost the the lead in this division. They're only one and a half games back, or excuse me, four and a half games back, one and a half on the wild card. They're four and a half games back. So uh, Milwaukee is a is a team with a lot of holes. Traded away Josh Hader this deadline. Things are looking like no. If Milwaukee's able to sneak in they're, again, they're not really going to be a team that's taken all that seriously. And then I mentioned the Dodgers with the lead. The NL East quite possibly the most. Uh, compelling division um because you have the 79 and 45 mets who uh i i've touched on at large at nauseum on this podcast obviously being a mets fan right behind them you have atlanta who's putting in a lot of work to to solidify themselves as a top two top three team in the mlb they're 76 and 48 so right there you have two of the best teams in the MLB in the same division. Philly, without Bryce Harper, putting in a 67-55 and 55 record. So they're creeping up. Philly look like they're going to be a wild card team. So a lot, a lot of interesting stuff in the NL East. Should be a really, really fun race there. But that's kind of how things are looking right now as, as we move our way almost to September to, to round out this final month of regular season baseball. Yeah, man, it, it's October is coming and it's coming quick. A lot of big, big names that so you mentioned, the Dodgers are kind of taking care of business all season. But let me know who else is hot this season and who people need to be watching out for. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned the, the the teams that have really been handling business uh, throughout most of the season, but as we're looking now, as we're getting closer to September, the, the team that's hot, 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 red hot, mentioned that team that took control of the NL Central from the Dodgers. And that is, or from the, uh, from the Brewers, excuse me. And that is the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, in their last 10, they're eight and two, which included a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight game winning streak. Before that, uh, they, they traded wins and losses for a bit before a, another seven game winning streak. This team is on fire. They have the front runner for the NL MVP and Paul Goldschmidt having a ridiculous year. Um, his corner infield duo, Nolan Arenado, finally being that big name he was brought in to be, playing shutdown defense at the hot corner and swinging the bat for power. He is also red hot at the moment. The Cardinals look like a very scary team to run into in October. They have the experience. They have the storylines. You know how in sports things are just meant to be. The Albert Pujols, the Yadier storylines, the Adam Wainwright storyline. It's too, too perfect not for them to to do some damage in October. So the team I am looking out for is definitely the St. Louis Cardinals. They are red, red hot. Yeah, I mean, I know the Cubs beat them today. 
they're playing right now. So as a Cubs fan, we love that. Um, but you kind of mentioned the Cardinals just being super hot. Let's go on the other side. Who, who's been cold lately? Man, that would be the New York Yankees. Something is going on in the Bronx. I tell you, they started off at a ridiculous pace. I think they started off 41-16. and 16. That is insane. 25 games over 500. And as we sit today, the New York Yankees are 37 games over 500. So only, really only uh, 12 games above 500 since that time. And at one point, the Yankees were 40-plus games over 500. Since the All-Star break, things have not been looking good. The offense has gone cold for everybody not named Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge is ridiculous. He is easily running away with the AL MVP. He has 48 home runs this year. Uh, his teammate, Joey Gallo, who, or his former teammate, I should say, who Joey Gallo, who was traded at the deadline for to the Dodgers, Aaron Judge has 48 home runs this season. In 2022, uh, Joey Gallo has 45 hits this season. So part of what was supposed to be this crazy power-hitting duo in the Bronx, Aaron Judge has three more home runs than Joey Gallo has hits. That is absolutely <laughs> insane. He is on an absolute tear, easily the the AL MVP, but besides him, things have not been going well. Like I said, offense has gone kind of cold. The pitching has stopped stopped being as good as it was. They traded away Jordan Montgomery in a rather head-scratching move to the St. Louis Cardinals, who have now, as I said, become red hot. The, the, the Montgomery maybe was the catalyst behind that, but it's just crazy to see Frankie Montas. They brought him in from Oakland. He's really not having a good time in the Bronx, although he's putting together a pretty good start against the Mets right now. But still, uh, things are not shaping up to to be the end of the regular season the Yankees want. And, of course, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. So I'm looking for, for the Yankees and they need to step things up and, frankly, get healthy. The back end of that bullpen is quite, quite injured. Michael Michael King uh, going down and having to to Chapman was out for a while and he's struggling to get back into things and having to move him back to the back end of the bullpen in high leverage situations is has been a little of a str- little bit of a struggle. So thing you know all around in the Bronx things are not looking very good right now. Yeah, um, as a casual MLB fan, it's very clear that the Yankees are kind of on this downslide lately, um, not playing. Uh, great ball other than, like you said, Aaron Judge. But kind of last question I got for you, Tanner. What should people be paying attention to as the regular season comes to close for the MLB? Yeah, man, I, I think I think that the the way a casual fan should look in this for the the I'm stumbling over my words here because we just had a big play in the Mets-Yankees game. I will share. Jeff McNeil just tied the game with a two-out RBI double uh, scored Pete Alonso. So, sorry, I was watching that, but now I am focused. What I think the casual fans should look for a nice September race has got to be in the NL for one reason and one reason only, and that's the San Diego Padres. They're a team who also really hasn't been all that hot. They happen to be in the Dodgers uh the in in the Dodgers division so 
They're not going to win the division. They would end up being a wild card team. So winning the division is an absolutely imperative thing, and especially in the NL East with the Mets and, and the Braves. I mean, that's two of the best teams in baseball. The loser of that division will be a wild card team and will be the number one wild card team who would face the who 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 would face the uh, second lowest uh, second lowest wild card team who course has a good chance of being san diego you want to avoid juan soto you want to avoid josh Hader. you want to avoid all those people all those guys in san diego so that just makes winning the division that much more crucial and especially with with the braves and mets that can that can lead to a spicy um spicy wild card round between one of the league's best and one of the teams one of the league's most talented top to bottom yeah definitely um yeah, the Padres are definitely a team to look out for. I, w- I do want to mention another thing. Um, some people might be interested in watching, and that is Albert Pujols' home run, career home run count. Um, he hit his 600, 693rd career home run. That was his seventh in 12 days to when they beat the Cubs. So he is closing in on that 700 mark. And like you said, the Cardinals are hot. Pujols is hitting them, hitting them far and long. So that's definitely something people should be on the lookout for. Yeah. Again, stuff that's just written in the stars, you know, he's uh, since the all-star break in, in, in the MLB, he's number one in OPS with a minimum of 50 plate appearances at 1.462. The dude is absolutely mashing at age, what, 90, 97? <laughs> yeah. um, so things are aligning in St. Louis, man. They're a scary team. Yeah, I'm just reading this stat. He had 17 home runs last season, and that's had seven since August 6th this season. Yeah, yeah. The dude's had an extreme lack of power for, for a couple of years now, and, and I would say since his year 90 season. And, uh, he seemed to have the power back. Something about that old Cardinals uniform when he's in it, he he could reverts back to, to rare form. So, yeah. Good to see it for sure for, for, you know, a baseball fan, but, you know, as an NL fan, they're getting real scary real fast. Yeah. And that. We'll wrap it up. We we touched on what people maybe were looking out for as the MLB regular season comes to close. But with that, we'll be taking a quick commercial break and we will be back with the newest segment of Mount Rushmore. And welcome back after that quick commercial break. As Sam said, we are going to hop right in to another Mount Rushmore and guess what? This might be the last one for a while, man, with football coming back, as we mentioned this week. Um, this might be it for, for a while. So so this should be a good one. Today, we've got the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of the worst people in the airport. Now, this is a this is a pretty, pretty timely um, Mount Rushmore. Sam and I were traveling this weekend. Uh, on Thursday, we had a well, really both days on Thursday and Sunday, <laughs> we had an absolute struggle trying to travel. Flights getting delayed, flights getting canceled. We spent an 
absolutely ridiculous amount of time in the airport on Thursday. Our flight, our first flight left at 8.30 a.m. And we finally landed our final destination at 11.45 p.m. It was absolutely crazy. All day in airports, all day in flights. So we got to get real close and personal with a bunch <laughs> of people in the airport on flights. So, Sam, who is your round one? Pick one of the worst airport or airplane. I'll count that too. Airport or airplane people. Yeah. So I kind of thought uh, in the airplane. Um, so that's going to be a majority of my list. But with my first pick, it's going to be the mom with the crying baby. Um, yeah, I, I mean, too, you, you, you sit down you're, and you see this mom carrying her baby like football and it's falling and you're like, please, no, please, no, do not sit next to me. And of course I sit next to you and it's the worst, but yeah, mom with the crying baby. Yeah. I think I'd also like to, to throw a, a pet in there as well baby or pet you know yeah that's... Some, some, some are well behaved but some are you know it's just like god shut <laughs> up but yes i definitely had that one too i figured that one would go pretty quick um i think for my for my round one pick i'm gonna go this is actually someone we ran into a couple times honestly in, in our travels and this is the oversharer the one who 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 thinks that just because you're near each other you guys are best friends whether you're you're uh sitting down next to them on the plane, whether you're you're waiting to board, whatever, someone's always got something to say and you just don't care. You're locked into your movie. You're listening to your music. You got to pause. You got to take out your AirPods and talk to them. It's crap you do not care about, people you do not know. They got to tell you about their trip, where they went, who they went to see, where they're from, where they live, what hospital they were born in. I mean, it's just it, their blood type. It's crazy how much detail they go into just because they're in the airport, and it's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I I can relate to that one. I actually had that one as well. So Overshare. The overshare, I I worded it a little differently. I said people who want to be your best friend. Yeah, there you go. So, but uh, snake style drafts. Who you got next, man? Dude, next I'm gonna go. Next I'm gonna go with Mister Outlets, the guy oh. who has brought every single piece of electronic he owns, and he has an absolute fortress set up <laughs> where he's dominating the outlets. For the entire stretch of the wall, laptop getting charged, iPad getting charged, phone getting charged, AirPods getting charged, portable charger getting charged, <laughs> absolutely everything getting charged. You cannot find a damn outlet to charge your phone because this guy has got them all locked down. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we definitely saw some of those on our trip. The next one I have is. People who turn on the reading lights when oh. it's a nighttime flight. Oh. You're you're ready. To, you've been in an airport for ten hours and you're just trying to catch some Z's. And you got you got that one dude or gal open up her book. But you can't see it, so she turns on that overhead and there goes your Z's. The worst. If you do this, please stop. Get a so Kindle. Get a Kindle. Get an iPhone. 
just don't turn on that damn reading light. Yeah, that that is really really frustrating. Um, and it always seems like you know some of the ones that have different settings on like the brightness. Yeah, it's always the brightest one first. Oh, of so course. You're, so you're sleeping, then they'll pop it on, and then you just be like, you got shine <laughs> with the spotlight. And yeah. Oh my god, that's the worst. That's uh, that's a good one, man. I yeah, like that one a lot. And then my next one is people who clap when the plane lands. Stop. Get some help. This is their profession. They do this for a living. You don't need to clap. We had one of those. Oh, we did. We had a couple. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of them was next to me when they started clapping. Of course. I, yeah, I, I was not about that. Um, we all, you know, we know the uh we know the jokes about that one. What an absolute tragedy um, when when you clap. Yeah, man. People who clap when the pilot lands are definitely low-quality people. <laughs> but what's your next one? Yeah, absolute worst. My next one is going to be the person who cannot follow directions. Now, this is this is applicable all over the place. I mean, early on in the airport process... When you get up to TSA, their ID's not out. They're, they don't have their boarding pass out, so they're fiddling with it with the TSA agent. The line's being held up. Probably someone's, whether or not, um, it's close whether or not they're going to catch their flight, and this person's just fiddling away. Oops, I can't find my ID. <laughs> then they get up to the to the actual checkpoint, and then they're asking, do laptop needs to, laptops need to come out? What about this? Is this good? Shoes? Does that need to, Okay. Okay, don't, does this need a bin? You can't put this in a bin. And meanwhile, the entire time they're just talking about laptops out, belts off, pockets empty, everything gets a bin. They're literally saying it, and the person's just not listening. The worst, you get to the gate, they say, okay, if you have a mobile, make sure your brightness is all the way up. It's not. Their phone's not scanning. I wonder why. They turn the brightness up, then it scans. Lines getting held up. People, uh, I don't know if people just lose the ability to count in an airport, but you are allowed two bags, one, two. <laughs> two means two. Two doesn't mean two in a purse. Two doesn't mean two in a fanny pack. Two doesn't mean two in a wallet. Two means two. You can only have two bags. If you have more than two, they won't let you on. The amount of people I saw trying to get on a plane with more than two bags was quite quite possibly scary. It was scary because it was very clearly three bags. She very clearly said two bags. You have to consolidate down to two. People don't know the word consolidate, I guess. They say you need to consolidate down to two bags. And then they look at them like they were speaking Spanish. It didn't make any sense. Holds up the line like crazy, and especially when you're boarding, you've already been there for so long. You just want to get on your damn flight. You want to start your movie. You want to start your nap, and they're just holding up the line because they cannot follow directions. That's a fantastic one. And again, we saw a lot of those this weekend. Unbelievable! It it was truly impressive how how people don't understand the concept of two bags. But what's your next one, man? Uh, my next one is going to be the people who have all the time in the world and act like it. Like they walk super, super slow 
and frankly on on the on the the escalators or the the what's the the what is it the moving walkway thing yeah where they just sit there they just uh-huh. sit and enjoy the ride you're trying to boot scoot and boogie your way past <laughs> them and they're just sitting there and then you got to navigate like you're following a leaf locker <laughs> or some shit trying to around them and they're just sitting there they're having a good time and it is the absolute worst because there's they they just like they're always in the way they they also f- always find a way to stop in the middle of like the the, the aisle way. Like if you want to stop, go grab a seat. There are so many seats. There are literally seats throughout the entire terminal. Don't stop in the middle of the walkway. Take <laughs> a few steps over. It's ridiculous how they yeah. always find a way to do it. So those people just the absolute worst, always in your way. Yeah, uh, that dude you took. You took two of mine right there. I had people who don't have oh, their no. boarding pass ready, and I had um, people who stop in the middle of the walkway. So, um, but uh, my fourth. Oh, well, I'm swiping. Yeah, man. It's kind of rude, but we'll take it. Um, we will Sorry, prevail. Um, my fourth one. People. Who stand as soon as the undo the seatbelt? You return the favor. I had uh, I had that uh, as an honor. The worst. Mention. You're yeah. not going anywhere now. Yeah. I will say there is an exception. If you're running for a plane or if you're running late for a flight, sure, get up, get your bag. But like, if you're just sitting there and you still take forever to exit the plane. Why'd you get up in the oh. first place? Yeah, but yes. Then like, then when your row is deplaning, you should be able to get up. And a lot of the cases, your bag might not be where you sat. And sometimes it's behind you. So when everyone stands up, as soon as the seatbelt light comes, uh, comes off, then that entire thing is blocked. You can't get by to get your bag. Oh, it's just an absolute tragedy. That that was one I had. That's a that's a damn good one, man. That's yeah. A damn good one. You ready to get into some honorable mentions? Yeah, I say before we do that, we just quickly restate our 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 Mount Rushmore before we get in there. So, Sam, what were your four again? Yeah. So, number one, I took mom with a crying baby. Uh, um, number two, I had people who turn on the reading lights. Three people who clap when the pilot lands a plane. And number four, I have people who stand as soon as they undo the seatbelt. But what about you? Yeah, man. I, my, my first one was the overshare. Hate those people. <laughs> number two is the outlet person as an absolute monopoly all over outlets throughout the entire freaking airport. My number three was the person who cannot follow directions, holds up everybody throughout the entire traveling process. And then my fourth fourth one was the people who are in the way, whether it be on the escalator, moving walkway, just the hallway. Uh, people just stop for some reason. Yeah. That's good stuff. Kick yeah. us off with your honorable mentions. So first honorable mention I have is people that have to get up constantly you know it's it's literally the worst because i'm i'm an aisle guy i like to sit on the aisle stretch my legs out and without a doubt there is someone that has to use the bathroom every flight 
and it just you're like really bro really especially when you first board and then they go i'm like the airport has like 500 bathrooms can't use those no you had to use the tiny one in the back of the plane and make me get up for no reason when you could have done it in the actual airport but yeah that that's my first honorable mention i had one of those one time where i got up she had to go to the bathroom, sat back down. I didn't buckle because she was going to be back in a second. And then the flight attendant just happened to walk by and yelled at me for not buckling. And I was like, I'm going to get up in a second. She's coming back from the bathroom. She's <laughs> like, nope, you got to buckle. And I was like, oh, my God. So I buckled. And then she, literally as I was clicking it in, she comes back. And I'm like, you've got, <laughs> got to be kidding me. Just so annoying. So annoying. That's a good one. Yeah, what's, what's uh, your first honorable mention? My first honorable mention is poor window management. There is a way to manage the window. You leave it closed during the majority of the flight. Let people sleep. Let people chill out. Then as you're landing, as you're getting into the city, then you pop it up, pop it open a little bit. You can see the sights. You can see when you're going to land. That is proper window management. This kind of goes along with, uh, kind of what you said with the light. Sometimes you're trying to sleep. the The airplane's semi dark, sleepable, and then the person opens the damn window. The sun just right in your face, and it's nice and warm because in the middle of the summer. So you're, you know, the sh- it gets on your arm, and you start toasting up. The AC doesn't work as 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 uh as heavy as you want it to. It's hot as hell in that airplane, and the rays are just penetrating into the plane because <laughs> people are. Don't have good window management. And then when it comes time to actually see and see when you're landing, look at stuff where you're going to be, <laughs> then they close it. It's like, what on earth are you doing here? You are you are terrible at managing <laughs> windows. That That is a really big pet peeve. That's hilarious. And I agree. Why? Like, I love when uh, you're like going through a turbulent part of the flight and that's when they open it and you can't see anything because... You're in the middle of a cloud. Yeah, like, it's like idiot. What do you think we're? What do you think we're being tossed by? It's a freaking cloud. You want to see? The worst. Sick. The worst. Uh, um. Next honorable mention for me is people who wear tank tops on flights. Like skin contact, dude. It's so gross. Awkward. And, and more times than not, this dude wearing a tank top has bl. And of course, he sits next to you, and then you're just like, "What did I do to deserve this?" So, people who wear tank tops, no bueno. Yeah, that's a bad one. I'm gonna go with uh, this is an, an, another person who uh, seems to have a lot of time between flights. The obnoxious bar guy. You know, oh yes. You know what I mean? You got a lot of time. You want to you want to kill time? Go to the bar, have drinks. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Do whatever you got to do. I mean, shoot, we did it when we were waiting at the airport. <laughs> but God, the guy who acts like he's a, at his local dive bar and is, you know, talking to the waitress, yelling at the wait, you know, bantering with the waitress obnoxiously, talking to other other uh, travelers obnoxiously. It's like, just shut up, man. It's <laughs> it's not your hometown bar. You don't know people. They don't know you. They're having a stressful day. Just don't talk to them. Drink your beer. Watch your game, watch your TV, and just stop. Like, 
you're obnoxious, you're annoying, it's cringe, and everyone around <laughs> is like, what is going on? That's a good one. That is really good. I, the one thing I do love about airports is it could be 8.30 in the morning, and no one will judge you for having yeah, that a, is a good thing. big yeah. beer. Yeah. You can but get just a sign of beer at 8.30 a.m., and no one's... But don't be obnoxious. I agree with that. My final honorable mention, Tanner, I know this one is going to hit home for you. And that is Southwest Airlines employees. <laughs> oh, <laughs> specifically, my God. Specifically, it's St. Louis Airport. The worst. The worst show. flying experience. So, Tanner, Tanner kind of gave you a preview of how our weekend went, um, but I I feel like is worthy to at these people. Um, so we were heading to Austin this past weekend for a buddy's bachelor party, um, and we our first flight we flew into St. Louis. Everything perfect. We were we're vibing, um, and then. We we already had a long layover. Our next flight to Austin was at two thirty, and um, so we get at St. Louis. We're chilling. We have a beer, a mimosa, uh, eat a little bit. We get a text. Your flight has been canceled. Devastating. It was absolutely devastating. Absolutely devastating. So. We're already mad. And then we get a text saying you have been rebooked for 10 p.m. Uh, direct flight from St. Louis to uh, Austin. And we said, I'm not waiting in the St. Louis airport for 11 hours. So we we uh, go up to the um, to the customer service at Southwest. Um, this lady basically said, you're already rebooked. Screw you. And that was it. She she promised us multiple times that there was nothing she could do. That this was the best we're going to get. So, that happens. So, me and Tara are pissed. This is like 10.30 in the morning. So, our day is already screwed. So, we're walking around because what else do you do? Um, and then we uh, come across... Keyword walking, I will say. Not yeah. stopping. Yeah. Uh, we come across a departure board and we see there's a, um, earlier flight to Austin. Um, and it, so we go up again to customer service, another one, cause we didn't want to deal with the first lady. And she said, there is one. It's not, it's not, you have to stop in Kansas city, but it's the same place. And they're like bet, And she's like, there's seven seats open. There wasn't. She lied. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were, but she put us on standby. We were one and two. Shout out that lady. That lady's a goat. Um, could have ended better, but she she did something, so that was cool. Um, so we are. So it gets the time to board this other flight, and they they make an announcement. We are looking for say Grace and Molly, and. We're like, oh my god, we might actually get on this plane. And we're like, hell yeah, let's go. 
And then literally, like, last call, Molly walks up and boards, and we get the devastating news that we are not on this flight. So that happened. So we're devastated. Luckily, we only had an hour left. But before that, we got on, we got tickets uh, because we were on standby. We got tickets through the wonderful city of Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can take it from here. I mean, this doesn't even go into the half of the story. So, oh, so we go, we get on that 10 p.m. flight, and she's like, "There's nothing we can do. It's the only one." We go and visit another customer service rep, saying, "Is there anything we can do to get in earlier? Time is of the essence here. We need really need to get in earlier." So she looked, and she found another flight that could get us through Baltimore an hour earlier in Austin. So either the other lady just didn't care, or she wasn't looking hard enough. We're going to go with didn't care. She did not not look like she cared at all. So we're originally like, okay, you just lied. There was something you could do. Uh, And then we go to a third person, and that's when she was able to put us on standby. So like, as we visited more people, the situation got better. We didn't get on that flight to Kansas City, but at least someone tried. Like, we were finally... Someone actually tried and like was clearly like, damn, I'm sorry, guys. I tried. Like, thank you for trying. Anyway. This, this this flight to Baltimore, just another absolutely insane uh, scenario. Southwest has the dumbest boarding um, boarding process known to man. They have different sections and numbered through each section, and then they board Open like A1 through 30. When you get on the plane, you can choose whatever the hell seat you want. Of course, no one... Re- actually chooses the middle so when you're the later end you all you all have to sit in the middle but because everyone else is already seated then that person needs to get up you need to find a spot for your bag then you get in the middle then they get back in their aisle seat and it just wastes so much time because everyone's got to get up and get back down because no one wants to sit in the middle so that's absolutely awful we of course get late boarding we're we're both stuck in the middle. We can't find a spot for our bags. The flight attendants don't know what's going on. They're trying to shuffle some bags around. Wait, to fit bags in. You forgot a part. Uh, they couldn't get the. It was delayed, or was this? this is off? The, I'm not quite That's there. That's the yet. next yeah. flight. Yeah, it's the next one. So, so, so we're, we're we're boarding. We're trying to find a seat. We're trying to find a spot for our bags. Our bags are nowhere near where our seats are. We're finally able to find some, get all the bags in, get everybody seated. By that time, we're 45 minutes delayed already coming out, getting out of St. Louis to Baltimore. We only had an hour layover in Baltimore before we turn around and go from Baltimore to Austin. So now we're worried we're going to miss that connection, be stuck in Baltimore instead of St. Louis. So we're freaking out. We need everybody to sit their ass down so we can go. We finally get in the air. We land. Turns out our gates are right next to each other. By the grace of God, that happened. We get down there. We you know, not gonna lie, we were those people that got up right after the seatbelt. Oh yeah, we were we were really scared. We were trying to push that, uh, make that flight. We get there, we're about to board. We're like, oh my god, we made it. We were probably ten minutes after they should have started boarding, but everyone was still lined up. So we're like, okay, we're still boarding. We're good. Then they hop on the PA and say that flight to Austin. Uh, we're delayed because we can't get the door open. The door to the plane was shut and they couldn't get it open it was absolutely unbelievable everything that could go wrong would go wrong took them what 20 minutes to get it 20 open. minutes yeah. delayed a half an hour at that point we were just so damn happy that we were 
we made the flight and it looked like this flight was going to be taking off mm-hmm. and bringing us to Austin somehow, some way. But every single possible way a, flight, a plane could get delayed, that's what happened to us. Either got canceled, people couldn't find spot for their bags, or they couldn't get the goddamn door open. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Southwest, I I do not recommend. Um, so that that's my final honorable mention. Southwest employees, Tanner, what's your last one, man? That is awful. My last honorable mention, it's going to be the it'll fit person. Where they bring where they bring a freaking giant suitcase. And they swear it fits in the up uh, the uh, compartment up top, and it don't fit. They're trying to stuff like a whale into a goddamn medicine freaking container. Bottle. Like yeah. there's no way it's gonna fit, and they're swearing it'll fit, and it delays everybody. They gotta mm. check it. I don't know if it's just a long ploy so they don't have to pay for checking it because they're at the gate and they'll just gate check it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's the play. Maybe you just screw everyone else so you don't have to pay for your check back. Yeah. But god damn is that annoying and they swear it'll fit and it never ever fits. That's good. That's amazing. That's really good. Do you have any more honorable mentions? I do not. That was my last one, man. I, I think another one uh, kind of wraps into your it'll fit person. The people that put their uh, um, second carry-on under in the uh, bag yes. compartment. Yes, it's like you put your purse up there. It's like, lady, that'll fit under your seat. Like, <laughs> save the spot. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, that's a really good one. Yeah. That, that, that was really awesome. That was so funny. Yeah, that we felt like that was a good one because uh, you know if we had some similar answers this time because we experienced a lot of what we're saying over the past weekend, so we felt that was pretty apt. But let us know what you guys think. Who are the least your least favorite people to run into in the airport on the plane while going through security while boarding? We always, always, always want to hear from you. And of course, before every episode we record on Tuesdays, Sam will ask four questions and any questions you want us to answer go ahead and put them in there but you can follow sam on his social media at uh yeah you can follow me on instagram at sam underscore godsey 21 i also ask it for him on twitter at sam godsey 29 so submit questions there or you can, you can submit questions to me on on twitter i'm tanner dislin 22 on Instagram, I am tdislin22, so you can follow me there as well. You can follow Crunch Time on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at crunchtime underscore pod. But with that, the clock has run out on this episode, but we'll see you in the next one on Crunch Time.